0: Everybody to the Lakers Lounge. We are live. I'm Anthony Irwin. Uh, my mistake. I thought that Aaron Laro was going to be joining us. He is already at the gym, just putting in work. Um, he is talking to a certain executive as we speak. Um, as he just texted me, so I, I told him to tell this executive to trade all the picks. Um, I am joined, however, by Edwin Garcia. He has made this. He has hopped on the show before. The last time he was on the show, he did so from Fake Staple Center, um, with <laughs> microphones that weren't ready to go. Uh, fake Staple Center is gone, but we do we traded in Fake Staple Center for working microphones or uh, working headphones. So I think we're I think that's a that's a solid trade. I think we're doing good. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> very happy to be here with the Anthony Talking Basketball. What do you think? Uh, besides what you texted him, what do you what do you think that that certain general manager's response was to uh, trade all the picks?
0: uh i probably can't say that live on the air um <laughs> <laughs> so so uh i am going to right now going to fire off the tweet to get some more people in here as we did last time so if you guys are listening or watching you see my 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 tweet my, my twitter account right there at anthony Irwin la um that is where i'm going to be sending off the link from where you can actually hop in here and ask a question uh offer up a take uh give me an orca fact whatever it is that you want to do um here in a second we're going to be what we're going to be opening up the doors so here i go uh come on in through this link if you want to join the conversation with e creates and myself Alright. I always get nervous doing this because, you know, we, we, we went, I think five for five last time. We have a bit of a streak going. I don't know if we're necessarily gonna get to a 40 straight the way that Miami did the other night. But hey, you know what? It's it's fun nonetheless. If it's a really, really bad one, sometimes those are those are entertaining for the wrong reasons. Um there's a lot, Edwin, that we have to talk about today. We have uh we have a a slew of of bigs that the Lakers are working out uh one being you know uh a little more controversial than the other I would say although uh if you ask Sean's Karania uh, the only reason he was out of the league was for ankle surgery um we yeah. have <laughs> we have um you know more on the Jake Fisher of Yahoo wrote up his latest kind of uh, look around for what's going on around the league and, and the trade market and all of that So we're going to discuss that I'm sure people are going to have questions about that um, I'm going to start with the theory that I have And I'll let people either work off of that or take the show in whatever direction they want to But Edwin I'll ask you first When I saw that the Lakers are going to be working out They're working out Boogie um, tomorrow They are going to be working out apparently um, Myers Leonard in the days that follow uh, they do not have a game after tonight until Sunday. And Sterling Brown's 10-day contract doesn't run out until uh, Monday anyway. So I don't think they're going to be making any kind of addition until then. It doesn't behoove them to because it doesn't make any sense to sign somebody to a 10-day when the beginning of it, are that you're going to be waiting for that person to be playing. Um, so I, I, I do think, though, with their focus on bigs, And we haven't seen any additional wing workouts. I'm still waiting to get some kind of report that they have worked out Josh Jackson, for example. Um, The fact that they are really focused on bigs makes me think that when or if, whenever it is that Anthony Davis comes back, I don't think he's playing the center anymore. He certainly isn't starting there. Um, I think the Lakers and he are making a correlation between the number of minutes he was playing at center and his foot um, giving up on him. So it makes me right. think that he is going, He, you know, whenever he comes back, the Lakers are are right now looking for either replacements for Thomas Bryant in the starting lineup or somebody who can come off of the bench if Thomas Bryant and Anthony Davis were to start together. What do you think of the theory?
1: I mean, that's a fantastic theory. I think you're 100% right. Uh, we all know it's been well documented how much Anthony Davis hates the center position and doesn't want to play it. You know, he, he, he kind of gives you that kid energy. Well, I'll do it if I have to, like, if I have to, if I really have to. And, you know, I mean, he hugged DeAndre Jordan, you know, when he, when he was signed, he was like, Oh, thank goodness. You know? Yeah. So he's, he's always been very consistent. I do not like playing center. I do not want to play center. I do not enjoy playing center. I don't and care. Most importantly, I think I
0: will get hurt if I play center.
1: Yeah, he talks about that's the most important
0: one here. Mm -hmm.
1: He's mentioned before, it's a lot of my body. It takes a lot of my body to do it. I don't like to do it for that reason. So many other things he's mentioned, you know, about that position. He never liked it, regardless of whatever the stats, you know, and the results uh, said. So I think it makes sense. I am not necessarily, again, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to make the connections anyway. Um, I just feel like, you know, AD's just been hurt a lot these last few years, whether he's playing center or power forward, you know, it, it's just, he's had freak accidents and incidents. Even this one, right. It was essentially looked like non-contact, you know, it just, you know, from what we saw of when he felt it, it just looked like his leg, you know, foot brushed across someone's leg. It really didn't look like anything. Yeah. So I don't know if that's me saying, me saying that's like, yep. If he was at the four, that wouldn't happen. I'm like, I don't know, but he clearly doesn't want to play it. He was playing phenomenally well. And I think with Damian Jones, like you said, not being up to par uh, and Thomas Bryant being up to par, which is amazing. That means, okay, well, one of these guys worked, the other one didn't. We need to try to see if we can find someone. And also, we don't know about when AD is coming back, if he can come back. They're a little thin if you're saying, oh, we got Thomas Bryant. And then can I interest you in some, you know, stretch reefs? <laughs> you know, it's kind of <laughs> rough.
0: Yeah, I... I think I look at it I look at it kind of like um, you know, when Aaron says that a lot of my arguments for whether or not the Lakers should trade the picks are circular, right? That I will take whatever new information comes in and arrive at the same place that whether it's because the Lakers are bad, well, they're bad because they need to make they need to trade the picks. And then when the Lakers play well, well, you need to trade the picks because this team is good enough to invest in, right? Um, and I think right. I think that same circular argument or circular conversation can apply to AD's approach to playing center, where he is saying I don't want to play center, and therefore when I got hurt, it was because I was playing center. He wants to arrive at a certain uh, destination in that conversation, and I think uh, you know whether you or I agree with it, or even doctors agree or disagree. I don't think it matters. It's his body. And he's going to say, I'm, I I want to do what is best for my body. And the Lakers too, by the way, having seen that his foot literally just kind of gave out, like you said, it wasn't him landing on somebody. It wasn't him getting, you know, uh, had somebody falling into his knees or anything like that. It was, it was no freak accident. He jumped, he bumped into Nikola Jokic and his foot fractured or, or developed a bone spur or something like that. Um, I, you know, I, I think I think he and the Lakers, um, you know, are pushing for this kind of outcome. And and I think more specifically than even like I don't want to play center, but I want to play power forward next to somebody who is bigger than me. So I think that's where you're seeing Myers Leonard. I think that's where you're seeing DeMarcus Cousins. Um, I think that's why last year, like you're saying, he hugged DeAndre Jordan for showing up because there is no question, not only would he be playing alongside a center, but he is undeniably the four. And I think when you play him next to like Thomas Bryant, yeah, Thomas Bryant would be the center, but Anthony Davis would be doing a lot of the center things. So I, 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 it would suck if this was the case. I would be a little disappointed um, just from a sheer basketball perspective. Uh, but I think whenever it is that they that they decide to go in this direction, um, I, I think you're going to see. Uh, I, I think you're going to see the Lakers with a big center starting next to eighty. Uh, that's that's the the direction that I see this going in. All right, we do have. We'll start with a, a few quick comments here to, to knock them out. Orca fact, important orca fact. John Satello says orcas are big. <laughs> they can be. They 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 definitely can be. Um, but more prevalent to the, to the conversation we're having, John saying that, uh, what big do y'all pr- uh, prioritize Huff, Boogie, or Leonard? My preference is giving Huff a chance. Um, this is going to be unpopular. Uh, this is going to, this is not going to, this is probably not going to play very well with our audience in Lakers Twitter, but I think Jay Huff is not getting an opportunity because they've seen him play against NBA centers in practice. You know, I, I think it's one thing to look good in, in Summer League. I think it's one thing to look good in the G League. Um, but I think it's another thing entirely to go up against NBA competition night in, night out, practice in, practice out. And, and, and I think uh, Jay Huff, while he is an interesting player, and he is certainly the kind of player that, that you know, makes some sense next to A.D., but uh, you know, I I don't think the Lakers see him as an NBA center right now. Um, love to be proven wrong though. So from there, it kind of becomes between Boogie and Leonard. If I had to choose one over the other, I, I guess Boogie was in the NBA more recently. Um, though last time we saw Leonard, he was a better player than than Boogie. Um, and and you know, with Boogie, you don't have the anti-Semitism that 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 you have with Leonard. Though, again, on that front, he has apparently made amends and, and made effort to to move past that. So, I guess if I had to choose, it's boogie, but I would much rather go out and get a wing. I would much rather go out, especially because you still have another week or two till Lady comes back. I would still rather go out, get a yeah. wing, and continue to roll with Thomas Bryant winning Gabriel.
1: Yeah, I, I'd Ed go win. with Huff. I, I get what you're saying. Um, but I think I'd go with Huff just because it, it's taking a fire on a guy I haven't seen as much. Now I know you said the Lakers probably have seen more, um, mm-hmm. but but I, I agree with you. I'm I am worried that Huff's one of those guys stuck in the middle, too good for the G League, not good enough for the NBA. And people see those those G League stats and they're like, look at him, he's just a beast, and they're like because of his size and his ability, he's a little too good for that level. But that next level, it's something else. You know, you're seeing Giannis and Joker and Aiton, and it's just another level, especially on the West. There's so many fours and fives out there that are so athletic, so big, so strong, so fast. Uh, I can see the concern in saying, hey, at least I know what I'm getting from Boogie. Maybe you hit a home run talent-wise with Leonard and just deal with the PR part, while Huff, if if he's too small or too weak to kind of – battle with those guys it, it makes sense why they're going outside for that
0: yep um all right i'm gonna open it up uh to carlo who is here uh first and then you know for for those of you guys i think you could probably see yourself um in in order down below so i'm taking people in order here the other thing too is if i see so like laker fans since so since oh two I see next to your name devices not connected. You you won't be able to talk, or I won't be able to see you, and that makes it kind of difficult to operate in this medium. Um, so, Carlo, I'm going to start with you here. Carlo, thank you very much for for hopping on with us. Uh, I think again, right? You were here uh, last time. Yep. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't recognize the hat. The hat threw me off. I saw <laughs> hair at the beginning, and then I saw a hat, and it threw me off. Um, how you doing, buddy? No, I'm good. Uh, how are you guys doing? Yeah, I can't complain. You, should, you know, it's a weird day. Odd 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 day of Lakers coverage. Oh my goodness. But yeah. That, th- there's that, no that such news. thing as a normal day in I I guess Lakers coverage. Uh question, comment, orca factor take. What do you got?
2: Uh I got a take and I got a reaction. I mean right. I was I was driving on my way home from work when the uh, when the Leonard news dropped and I was like, Oh my god, like <laughs> come on, man. I think everybody was. <laughs> Except <laughs> Shams. Shams
0: was like he finally gets to test out that ankle, baby. <laughs>
2: oh my goodness! And, and the way he, the way he, the way he, he structured like, oh yeah, he last like he pl- last played like like two some years ago, and like I, he was injured apparently, and all, that's the only reason why he was out of the league for yeah. some reason. I was yeah, like, the oh only
0: reason. Dude. Nothing yeah. else happened. Nothing that else. was it.
2: Yeah, that was it. Just the injury. <laughs> And uh, he shot like forty percent from three. I'm like, dude, like, come on, yeah. Man. Like, let be be for real. I, I mean, yep. uh, yeah. I have a take though. I'm, um, um, I have thought about this for like quite some time now, and uh, I mean, this is kind of a biased take, I guess, because I've been, I still have a lot, plenty of like the 2020 um, championship season. I still have plenty of games there. Uh, saved on my laptop and i watch it yeah. like seldom on my on my days off on like on my really open time i watch it and i kind of feel like um ad's best position is not really the center position but more of the mm. power forward um in my opinion because um i remember like when when um defensively um when they have a center like uh, a dwight howard they're like a javel like ad acts like an uh, like an extra wing that roams around like the perimeter as like uh like a like an extra like super hybrid wing defender it's like mm-hmm. a seven feet uh wing which is like kind of i, I don't know like it kind of overpowers it kind of makes our deep kind of made our defense that season like, bigger stronger faster yeah bigger stronger faster like the phrase that uh frank vogel used and that that team uh embodied the whole season and um i kind of feel like yeah i I think, I think, I think he's better served off as a power forward, but, but it, it's also important uh, to to note that Javale and Dwight are notable shot blockers, and they're like they're great like paint defenders, and they, they can hold their ground there. I don't think Thomas Bryant and Damian Jones, especially Damian Jones, my goodness, can like guard <laughs> like, or like block shots in the same <laughs> level as Dwight and Javale did. But I think AD as an extra wing, as a seven feet wing, and then having a legit like shot blocker in the middle. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of does make sense, and kind of, you know, kind of makes the Lakers' defense like actually work better than him having to like carry like five players that are under six foot one, and him being in the middle like, hey guys, I'm I'm trying to cover you, oop oop, and I'm trying to cover two other yeah. people. You know what I mean? So, I I think I think I think him at power forward is just gonna be fine. It's I don't know about offense though, because. Eh, but on defense, I, I think I think I think um it's his best position still on the de- on the defensive end.
0: All right, so a lot a lot there. Um and and by the way, you're not alone in thinking that. Pete used to think that when he and I used to do the show together. Um I know Darius at times has, has voiced his opinion that that um he liked uh A D at, at at that kind of roaming pterodactyl wing. Um, that, that he plays when when they have a center, especially a shot-blocking shot center. Um, my only thing is, like, when he's playing that kind of wing, I feel like he oftentimes has to make up for what that shot-blocking center isn't able to do on the perimeter. So he winds up having to rotate back and help at the rim anyway, which is, you know, yeah. what he was really, really good at this year. Um, the other part of that is... is is that pterodactyl ability as kind of a third wing, essentially, especially when the Lakers, like, I think that, that 2020 team is, is, is really special because you had in essence with their best lineups out there. Um, you had Alex Caruso who was like, like, an actual three and D wing at point guard, right? In terms of size compared to the, everybody else at his position, he's a big point guard, athletic point guard, long point guard, um, who just d's, you know, he just plays defense until his ass falls off. Um, they had Contavious Caldwell Pope at shooting guard, and he's a bigger shooting guard, um, who just, again, three and D shooting guard. And then you had LeBron at, at, um, one of the wing spots and, um as well and you had kuz who's his three D wing so essentially you had like four wings at their position like four people who were bigger than their normal counterparts at that position and then you had ad at center and and those lineups were like that was finally the lineup that they started in uh was a game five six. or game six when they six. beat uh yeah when they beat miami and they jumped out to like a forty point. Lead. They they held a forty point lead at one point in a <laughs> finals game. Yeah. Uh, w- you know, w- with with approaching it that way, so uh, course, yeah, I, I, I think I, that. Yeah. yeah, like I, I think at the end of the day, I understand what you said. I don't even necessarily disagree. Like, I if you had if you had a non DeAndre Jordan center back there, yes, or if you had like <laughs> a if you had like like if Damian Jones was what we saw from him in his ten day, and not what we what we've seen from him this year. <laughs> Um, what I would be really interested to see is him with Miles Turner. I was gonna say um, if because we have a Miles Turner, maybe. Yeah, it would Miles be nice, <laughs> you know. But instead, I'm sitting here thinking about what eighth graders are currently doing right now. Um, don't isolate that, Harrison. Um, but like, if if you, <laughs> if you if you if you sit there and and you know. If you get the right center next to AD and you unlock that extra wing ability, especially given the lack of size that the that the Lakers have elsewhere, I do think like if the Lakers do trade for Buddy Heald, for example, I think you kind of sort of have to go with Turner and AD to make up for Buddy Heald's negative presence defensively. Um, so I, I I I see what you're saying. I I also agree. But the last point on it is the offense with him at power forward, with him reluctant to shoot threes. You have to be extremely special defensively to make up for what you're kind of trading in by having DeAndre Jordan out there on offense, or by forcing Anthony Davis to step away from the basket. Um, Edwin, you, do you, what are your thoughts on the question?
1: Yeah, I, I feel like the the problem with the eighty at the four versus the five is that it, you know to, to get my own Darius uh Soriano on yes and no right he always played a little of both it was never always Ooh, fun fun you know when fun was-
0: starting group tonight sorry quick to quick to interject this is live um fun starting lineup Dennis Schroeder Patrick Beverly is out tonight so you have Max Christie in the starting lineup you have Juan Toscano Anderson at small forward you have LeBron in there at, at power forward to swap those and Thomas Bryant at center whoa this is
3: Yep. this is a fun lineup. Wing. Holy Whoa. shit. Oh,
1: <laughs> let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I, I, I'm surprised. I, I, part of me still thought he was going to start Patrick Beverly in, in an honor and just just go with. <laughs> the game there. So I'm like, I've yeah. never seen Patrick, Patrick Beverly off
0: <laughs> like a like a moment of silence for Patrick Beverly. Yeah, that's <laughs> just good.
1: Like... I like that. That's a bigger
2: lineup.
0: They they start the game. They just play taps.
2: <laughs> First possession with four guys. <laughs> yeah. Hey Anthony, I yeah. got a question with regards to that. What if what if what if Lonnie was available and then he puts in Lonnie, Max, Thwans, JTA, LeBron, and Thomas Bryant? How would you like? You'll probably like just ascend. Like you'll just mm. ah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would just become a light source. No, the the lineup that I would like to see is Lonnie Reeves. Um, Either Brown or JTA, Brown. either yeah. one, and then uh, LeBron and AD. That that like that combination of like if you're talk, talking about maximizing the the Lakers' current roster as it's as it's currently situated, I think that's the direction that you go in personally. But I we I don't think we've seen it yet so far, whether it's because of injuries or preference from him. All right, Carlo, we're gonna get to um, we're gonna get to some other uh, callers here. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much for for hopping on.
2: Appreciate it always. Thank you. Thank you.
0: All right, we are now going to go to Jason, who I've seen you there before. I think you're in your car, so now it's it's kind of dark. Um, but can I can you hear me? Can I hear you?
4: Uh yeah, can you hear me?
0: Awesome. Yep, I can hear yes? you. How are you doing, Jason?
4: Oh man, such a pleasure to talk to you, Anthony. I love listening. I listen to you every single day. It's a pleasure to finally talk to you, man. Much M- appreciated, may I ask man. Why? I- <laughs> well, because I'm a masochist. <laughs> I enjoy pain. And I He's love it. Like, like, and, 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 and you just say like exactly you're feeling just perfect, with the Lakers. You know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not like, even my I wife just, listens oh. to me every day. Like, there's entire days where she'll just tune me out. Like, just like, I'll, I'll be talking and it'll be like the peanut gang. Womp, 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 womp. Yeah. Uh,
4: you, I, I listen to you more than I listen to my wife, honestly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I hope she listens. <laughs> No, uh, she's right. in,
4: she's in there. Yeah. So my, my question is kind of a macro question because like okay. I really feel like if we made the Miles and Buddy trade, we're probably like a four seed, and AD might not be hurt. I know that that's I know that's conjecture, and that's just like ridiculous, and you never know. But yeah. um, my my question is, I kind of feel like the nineteen twenty championship was a bit of a fluke because it was. The organization acting competently the roster wasn't a fluke it was the fact that we assembled it wasn't the, the bubble
0: it was like yeah. everybody randomly understood.
4: <laughs> just started acting competently so i guess my question is i know Jeannie bus will never sell i, I don't yeah. i don't think she'll ever be in a position where she wants to sell my hot take is that we will never win another championship while she is our owner so i am excited for years of masochism to come
0: yeah, I mean, it, it's tough. I don't even think it necessarily has much to do. well, it does it does it does have to do with the way that like Jeannie does business because that leaves obviously a lot to be desired. but um I think it has a lot more to do with with uh, the lack of resources that she has compared to the other owners that are now in her division, right? you have uh, Ishbia who just bought in um with the sons. you have uh, obviously Balmer and you have Lakeub and you have. Uh, Rade- R- Vivek Ranadive, um who who like all of them have bees attached to their illions, not not you know the hundreds of millions of dollars that that Genie has at, at her disposal. So um, and and bees plural, which is which is you know you're talking about four times Genie's reported net worth right now. So you combine the fact that Genie um, is not capable or or uh, competent enough to operate like a small market, uh, in, in terms of finding, you know, uh, finding market inefficiencies in, in the, in the, uh, parameters, uh, in the, in the peripheries of, of the business, um, whether it's, it's, you know, hiring the best people and, and keeping those people in, in, in your organization, um, whether it's maximizing, like turning, Like the, the one thing that really smart business people do is when you get, when, when the business is running well and you have your, you know, more than typical revenue stream instead of sitting there and counting it and being like, wow, look at this. And like, you know, making it rain or whatever, you actually reinvest a lot of that money back into your organization. I don't think she does that. And if she does, she doesn't do it very efficiently. Um, I think like Magic Johnson, which I think they still paid out his contract, but he signed like a ten-year, hundred million-dollar contract um, when when he really? was when he was there. I, I believe that was the report. So, um, and and I would imagine Polinka just got a raise too. So, like the, the, these these, um, like it, she doesn't invest much, or as much as she should. And when she does invest, it doesn't it doesn't appear to be that she's investing particularly wisely. And then, obviously, you, you you bring into account the, the Rambi situation and, uh, you know, the, just the ambiguity in, in how the organization runs and how decisions are made within the organization. There's a lot to be desired, for sure. Um, whether or not they'll ever win a championship under Genie, I want to say you're wrong, but, you know, <laughs> I don't want to lie to you guys either. <laughs> I, I don't you know, see it. I don't uh, see it. Edwin, do you have any source of optimism beyond what, what I'm talking about there?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's still the Lakers. You know, the the, the biggest mistake that happened, you know, th- there's a lot of things in the process we're not be fans of. But if they just, again, I don't want to go that far back, but if they just don't make the rust trade, they might be in an exponentially better position, you know. And if they do make these rumored trades here, they put themselves in position again. And, you know, as long as the brand is strong, as long as those things are intact, and they might be in a weaker moment, but I've seen it way worse you know i mean it, it, some people don't remember but you know imagine lebron going on first take saying i'd rather play in pluto than the lakers you know like, like stuff stuff like that happened in the i wish era, you would you know <laughs> <laughs> i know you like <laughs> <laughs> you know so, so, so there, there's been a lot of tension there's peaks and valleys right now it feels low and it feels dark and it feels like we're at the best and we're actually just going to go lower and that might be true for a moment but unless The next five, 10 years, I'm gonna bet in the next decade or so, you know, history says they will figure it out, they'll they'll write some wrongs, and you know, if they can just get one or two key players to get committed and say, Hey, you know, LeBron, you know, um Kareem, Magic, now it's you. And I I won't like speculate on the kind of names that would be interested in that, but that's what it would really take to do that. So I I think they'll they'll bounce back regardless. But uh obviously now the the problem is I can't really I'm just painting you a picture, I don't actually have a guideline because of where we are you know on the path we're far off of that path
0: so i i think for those who are like so to be absolutely clear from what i have heard um and this is pretty pretty well sourced at this point genie will never ever ever vote to sell that is never ever ever happening so like to to everybody who hops in her mentions all the time whenever she fires off a tweet or whenever the lakers tweet from their official account and they like at genie sell the team like that's that's not happening. That's not the audience that, that you really are, are, are looking to gain there. But um, I will say there are a couple scenarios here where the Lakers could be sold beyond her control. It, it, would, be out of, it would be put out of con- her control. It requires, I believe, four votes. Right now, the Lakers already have two votes to sell, um, at, at least as of the, the most recent reporting on the situation, where Johnny and Jim are both yay votes to sell. So that means that you have four other votes there and two would have to flip. Well, let's just say, um, and we have recent history to work off of here. Let's just say Rob Polinka still isn't held accountable if things don't work out here with these current Lakers, right? And if if Rob if if these current Lakers, you know, if they continue to flower, flounder under Rob Polinka's uh, stewardship and and Jesse and Joey Buss feel like they never are going to have their opportunity at running things, they might just say, well, you know what? We're, not, we're never going to get our shot. We would like to work in the NBA elsewhere. Why not take a billion-dollar payout and see what what other opportunities are for us outside of the Lakers? So that's one potential scenario here. Um, that, would, that would, you know, between Jesse, Joey, Jim, and Johnny, that would be your four, four votes. Um, the other scenario here... Uh, Janie, and yes, this is confusing because they're all J names. Um, but if Janie, um, g- you know, who right now would vote with however her sister would vote, um, but if she decides, if they look at the market and given what like the Suns went for, and given what the Clippers went for before them, um, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how much if Mark Lazary is looking to buy out of uh, or, or sell out of his spot with the book with the Bucks how much he would get in his efforts of doing so, um, these expansion teams that are go- going to be coming in, what those wind up going for. If if the market, if the um, evaluations of the Lakers gets to a point where they would sell on the open market for eight or nine or whatever insane number, billions of dollars, which is altogether possible, by the way, um, and the and, and even after taxes and all of that, each sibling were to clear a billion dollars, Janie would probably, you know, that's something that she would have to think about. And then if Janie flips her vote, all you need is one of Jesse and Joey. And like I said a second ago, if they, based on the stuff that they're hearing from within the walls of, of uh, the, the Lakers facilities, don't feel like they're ever going to get their fair shot, then maybe, just maybe. But those are two extreme long shots I don't think the bus family is going to be selling anytime soon. Yeah. I um, think you, All right.
1: You worded that really well.
0: All right. Nikita, we're going to, we're going to go to Nikita showtime. Uh, thank you very much, Nikita for hopping on. Can I, uh, can you hear me? Oh, I think you're muted or you're, there we go. Nope. Still can't hear you. Hmm check your audio settings just to make sure. Tell you what, Nikita, while you work on that, um, we will come back to you. So we're going to go to, oops sorry, Kadeem. Uh, Kadeem, how'd it go with your son? Did <coughs> his teammates ever find out that you shit on their entire <laughs> roster?
5: They, hey, they did. You know why? Because uh, I told you guys, you're going to get me killed. <laughs> they did. But they won in double overtime. So sometimes... Hey. See, it's you just inspired him. <laughs> <it. That's it. laughs> I, I literally was like, uh, "I was like, man, I know this is going to get out <laughs> clearly because it's such a big platform." But hey, it is what it is. You know, it worked no. so.
0: I'm not kidding, I'm not Kadeem. Mad. That was a top five moment in show history. Like you like us asking <laughs> yeah. you, hey man, how'd the game go? And you're like, you and my son played well, but those other guys just it was just <laughs> yeah, just amazing. And and man. hey, they, they won. So you inspired them to new heights. That was yep. just that I, I, was well done. I believe done. that's like uh
5: I think that's win uh win number three or four or
0: something like that. There you uh, go. There you go. So
5: hey, <laughs> slowly but surely. <laughs> but uh I just I, I so while we were sitting here and I'm listening to you guys, I I was thinking about the report I saw, where uh, it may have been from Dave McMillan. Mean, I can't remember exactly who it was, but they were talking about the Lakers wanting to make a splash in the summer and use the the pick that they get from the Pelicans mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, what is? Can you explain the logic to that? Uh, no, like why? Um, like,
0: <laughs> um, so, so in essence. Right now, the Lakers have two picks. They have two first-rounders at their disposal, right? Everybody knows about them, 27 and 29. Um, On draft night, because of the Stepien rule, um, and because they would then know uh, know, which pick they would hold between them and the Pelicans, on draft night, they wouldn't be trading the pick, per se. They would be drafting a player for another team and then trading that player as essentially... A first round pick along with the other two to whichever team. If they were to let this Russell Westbrook trade uh, uh, contract expire, and if they were to, uh, you know, say goodbye to any number of other guys or whatever and clear out the 35 ish, which is kind of the high estimate of cap space that they have. Let's just say, like for Bradley Beal, who's going to be making upwards of like fifty million dollars, if the Lakers find a way to send out fifteen and those three picks, they could trade for Bradley Beal into that cap space, and then go out and sign, you know, Austin Reeves or whatever right. using using bird rights. Um, but and that that's an oversimplification. There's more to it. Right. But like that's like when people talk about. You know, using the three picks, what they're talking about is on draft night they would be able to trade the player that they would be drafting with that pick because they will have drafted, and that resets the Stepan rule. Um, if they if they trade that player and the two picks, then you're essentially trading three first rounders for whoever it is that you want to bring in. My my only thing is draft night trades are tough, man. Like right. those are right. those are really difficult. You only have a, a a quick window while you have that pick while you're on the while you're on the clock to know actually who you're going to be trading in that moment. That team doesn't want to look at that pick as this like blank canvas, right? The right. other thing too is they aren't going to be trading their pick. They're going to be trading New Orleans uh, Pelicans pick, right? Which is going to be significantly lower, obviously, than yep. their pick. So, yep. like I don't know. Every time I hear these explanations for what they can do and what other what what they have possible for them this summer if they just let russell westbrook's contract expire i just kind of roll my eyes because like it's a it's a leak directed at people who just hear ooh 30 million and think back to when like i remember when a max contract was like 18 mil, you know, yeah, like right. I, yep. yeah. I remember, I remember back like a, you know, a few years ago, maybe more than a few years ago. Cause I'm old, but I remember back when like a max was like, I remember the first $20 million contract, right? And I yeah. was like, Holy <laughs> yeah. shit, this is insane. <laughs> now we're talking about like two and a half times that. Yep. Um, so when you hear 30 mil, you, you say like, if you haven't been paying attention much to the last like seven or eight years, as these contracts have exploded, you say, oh, 30 mil, like that seems like plenty to work with, but it really isn't. Like yeah, it's, right. it's not nearly enough to, to, to do what the Lakers would be looking to do. Yeah. Right. It's and- Gordon
1: Hayward money. Right.
0: So, right. Yeah, right. exactly. Well, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and by the way, you're completely resetting the culture. You're completely rebuilding the roster with, uh, with Thank new you. minimums all over again. All yes. um, And that's if like it, that's if by the way, like Lonnie Walker, you, you're, you're probably losing Lonnie Walker because in order to get to $35 million, he's opting out. You're not bringing him back. Right. So right. Um, same same goes for Thomas Bryant. Like if you're, if you're talking about the $35 million, if you've enjoyed Thomas Bryant to this point, he's not going to be a part of yep. the Lakers future there either. So yeah, I, I, I mean, I understand why, why they're selling it and who they're selling it to. Uh, right. But I think at this point, there are enough smart Lakers platforms out there who should be calling that out a little bit more,
5: right? You know, uh, the conversation that you had with Howard, uh, you know, just like about what what the Lakers represent, and you know, um, you know, even it, Howard like referenced the documentary, and it, it just it just shows throughout the history of like, hey, we're the Lakers, we'll do whatever it takes, and it, it's so funny, like uh, Sean's uh, uh, is doing these reports of like. The Lakers have these two assets for the entire decade, you know, and it's just like, (laughs) we're a lot smarter than what you guys are like, are are trying to sell us, you know, but. We're also a very
0: vocal minority. Like it, it, you know, when it comes down to it, like Twitter isn't a real place. Like, you know, we have whatever million people listen to our pod feed over the course of the year, but you compare that to the billions or, you know, hundreds of millions of, of Lakers fans out there. Um, you know the people for the most part who they are are, are selling these hopes and dreams to uh, aren't the people who are capable of like hopping on cbafact.com or or right. just like listening mm-hmm. to instead of instead of just listening to shams and Woj, the two biggest reporters out there who would, like yep. hand over their phone to whichever executive it is that is that, that wants to get their leak out there like instead of listening to them listen to the Zach Lowe's of the world, listen to the Mark Steins of the world who like offer context as well as whatever it is that the executive right. or agent wants out there. Right. But well, most people I, don't, you know, I, I, they'll, take, I, uh, they'll take advantage.
5: I just, uh, I'll leave you guys with this. Like, what do you, um, <clears throat> what would you like to see besides this, this lineup that coach Hamm is doing? I actually am intrigued by, it, you know, with the actual size that we are playing with tonight. What do you guys see? Uh, what do you want to see from the Lakers tonight? Besides a win? Like what, what are some things that you want to see us continue to uh, trend in that right direction?
0: Edwin, I'll in let that. you go. Cause I've been talking a lot. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. So
1: I think uh, making sure that you keep the positive minutes with that bench lineup line still, you know, which is, that means Reeves, right? He's been, he was streaky for so, so many games. I think like three four games he was awful, and he, his offense kind of came back. And you know Russ, right? Russ is always the X factor. When you get good Russ, you're like, oh yes. And then when you get bad Russ, you're like, oh my goodness. And then you know if the game's close, you know what kind of what kind of decisions does Ham make about that closing lineup? And I, I'll be really interested if it's an if it's an under ten point game in the fourth. Either way, uh, who he puts in the floor, who he, who's not in the floor. And if the person off the floor gets a sudden injury and can no longer return to the game, (laughs) which has happened a couple of times. So I'll be interested in that. And then again, can they somehow, some way, try to contain Luka and how are they going to guard their shooters because we already know exactly what the Mavs want to do. They've been doing the same kind of recipe for the last two seasons here. So how are they going to guard the perimeter? How are they going to take care of that and try to contain, you know, uh, Luke as much as they can? So that's what I'll be looking out for early. And then, you know, we'll see how it develops. Will it be a disaster like Christmas or will we be, you know, in a much better place now that it's been a couple of weeks and it seems like the team's got a good fight in them right now.
0: Right. Yeah, Dallas. Yeah. Dallas as a matchup is kind of tough. It actually reminds me of uh, the last series that we saw that like Kobe, Powell, Bynum, Odom combination yeah. together, where like that was the very first time the team started to figure out, oh, we could space yeah, the these guys changing. out. They yeah. can't. Yeah. They can't. They can't guard yeah. us if we face them out. Remember, Pagia yeah, didn't miss tough. for like the entirety of a series. Oh my, and right, man. Yeah. My gosh. Um, and and I think like ironically ham kind of defends the way that the Lakers were defending in that series where they'll give up threes, they'll, they'll yep. back off. And, and Milwaukee does this too. It's something he learned in Milwaukee yep. where they just back up and they're going to play the odds and they're going to hope that across the team there, they, they won't shoot, you know, 35 ish percent from three point range and up because if they do you're screwed, but if they don't, you have, you know, you have a mathematic chance at, at staying with them. So, um, yeah, I, you know, with this one, it's going to be interesting to see if they've adjusted because I thought last game that they on Christmas, I thought that they let Dallas shooters get into too much of a rhythm with too many yeah. open looks. So they got back there like at halftime and they're saying, guys, we're wide open. Take your time. Thanks. Like, yeah. you know, well, I remember back when we were kids, you know, and, and you'd catch the ball out and you if you were like wide open, you were like, Test the wind, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, oh, yeah, and like yeah. like all the, like all of their, all of their, like every single time a Dallas Maverick was catching the ball, they were like spinning it in their hands, they were yeah, like finding like the that, seams
5: and the, yeah, testing it. the
0: wind, and yeah, high fiving Mark Cuban behind him. Yeah. Um like it was. I I I think with with this game, uh, what I would like to see early on, um, kind of to Edwin's point, is. Early on, don't give them as many open looks. You know, try to run the occasional guy off of the three point line, even if it means potentially giving up somebody a better look with like five seconds to go on the shot clock. Just try to get them out of rhythm. I maybe, maybe pressure the ball further up court also to give them less time in the, uh, you know, in the half court. Um, so that they aren't working with, like, 17 seconds. Instead, they're working with, like, 12 or 13, right, something right. like that, just just before they get into their offense. Just, like, minor tweaks to, 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 you know, kind of throw a change up, or in this case, kind of more of a fastball, a faster ball than, than they presented last game. Right. But yeah, yeah and the, the rebounding, guys, they that's got, all they, I got, they, got,
1: they got to win the boards. they got to win, yeah. win the boards, especially oh, yeah. with, with teams okay. shooting like the way Dallas does. If they miss, you got to get those boards. So, obviously, Brian's, you know, playing so well now that he should be cleaning that up. I expect him, win or lose, I expect him to have 15 boards at least tonight. I think that's yeah. that's reasonable with how he's been it. playing and, and how much of the Mavericks shoot. Yeah, he can easily get that.
0: And Good look, job. like to Ham's credit, um, and I've been kind of hard on him this year, to Ham's credit, this lineup is one that should help with, with gang rebounding. You know, yeah. you do have JTA down there. The, you get will down. have LeBron at the four instead of, you know, in some cases he was playing de facto five <laughs> because Thomas Bryant isn't your traditional five. So, um, when you off the bench, I feel, I feel, yeah, I feel better um, about about this matchup than and and look, they need it, you know, they they right. they Absolutely. a win here, especially combined with a couple losses from the right teams elsewhere, um, you get to leapfrog some some people and. And again, continue to apply pressure to that front office, yeah. so that like in Major League, they're ripping off like little cardboard pieces of Rob Polinka <laughs> I God. guess, or Genie, like, or whatever. We'll yeah, yeah. Whoever no, you want they, to go. Yeah,
5: we'll just. <laughs> yeah, I don't even. Want we'll to leave go. that alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Man. Hey, I Anthony, so, hey. so
1: what, what you're proposing? Is like, thank the you, thank you very much, strike, Kadeem, right? for hopping like on, man. I always
0: appreciate it. it. What's up? What's you're up? Almost,
1: I, never, I never heard this. You, you're, you're like you're like petitioning for them to work harder to get action. You know, it's, not, it's usually when you want something, you might have to strike to get your rights and get the things you want. It's the opposite. <laughs> you're like, if you guys double down and play yeah. well, we might actually get some benefits here.
0: <laughs> See, this is this is where I'm like an old person, because like, you know, there's all these reports and all these these sad managers who are out there complaining and leaking that like, Oh, our workforce doesn't want to do extra work before we pay them for the extra work. Um, the, the doing the extra work before you get the, the before you get the title, that's how like I was raised. Like that's how and, and now it's kind of flipped where people won't do the extra work until they get the title. I don't even know how like how I feel about any of it. But yeah, for like for for the sake of what we're talking about now, given the approach that the front office is taking, yeah do the extra work and force their hand that's 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 how i kind of look at this all right we're gonna go with alexis next uh alexis it's nice to put a face to the comments thank you very much
3: nice to see you how you doing
0: i'm doing great how you doing pretty good pretty good uh question comment orca fact uh question all right go for it what's your question
3: Okay. So, you know, I make all these ridiculous trades in the comments and everything. So I was wondering what, you know, the writing staff or, you know, Slack um, thinks, think about that. And Uh is there any hot takes or anything like that on your end?
0: Oh, is there any hot takes in our Slack? That's, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that's, that's where I, that's where, that's where I, 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 you know, I test bubble all of them and, and, and see how the canary does in the, in the coal mine. But um every
1: time i see that image coming from anthony i'm like oh no what's the trade machine today i'm like oh my god there's (laughs) there's so much in there i'm like why Why?" usually (laughs) usually like if
0: if you see me ask a question on twitter so like the other day i asked you know what people are basing when they say like russ has been good this year not better than last year not okay not okay for the role that he's playing, but when people call him objectively good, what is it that they're talking about? Before I did that, I was in our Slack asking people, like, you know, all right, what what is everybody talking about here? What's going on? Um, and usually, like, usually I'll get the the comments in the general Slack, and then I'll get a couple private DMs, like, hey, I know you're thinking about tweeting this. Don't. Um, that time I didn't, so I fired off the actual tweet. <laughs> And, and, and I regret it because my, my mentions have been a dumpster fire since it's been just absolutely, I've had to mute the post. I, I'm sorry for, for those, for those of you who are still answering the question, I haven't seen them in like a day and a half. I'm sorry. Um, do you have, what do you think of, uh, of, uh, like you, you say you do like to put together a fake trade. Is there one that nobody has put together yet? Is there a target that you, that is out there that you haven't seen brought up that you would like to see brought up?
3: um gosh the lakers have been linked to so many players so it's really hard to come up with one so um i would probably have to go with a team that is um full on wings like Mm -hmm. the um
0: toronto or
3: toronto washington yeah um, charlotte yeah charlotte but they're already going to um, so one of those two teams um You know, probably, um, you know, um, uh, Toronto would be my choice. You know, they they need a center. You know, I I was watching their game earlier today, um, and they don't really have a traditional center. They're they're running Siakam at the five, you know, starting and everything. So um, I think that, you know, if... This may be a little bit controversial, but to if we send Thomas Bryant to the Raptors, it mm-hmm. works with their play style. He's taller and we get wings back and we send like Beverly, you know for yeah and, and a few other <laughs> and like
0: the pigs for, 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 like, for like
3: like a yeah. wing, you know.
0: Yeah. yeah, and of
3: course the packs. So. The, the
0: only no, thing, no. the only thing I'm worried about there is Rob Palenka negotiating against Masai Jerry is the stuff that lives in my nightmares. Like that, that just t- like Masai is so much better at this than Rob clearly yeah. is. That
1: have you ever have you ever seen someone get shortchanged at a register or know somebody? He's I feel like he'd do one of those where he's like, okay, then you give me this, hold that one. Yeah, I'll give you these two picks. We'll and right. the next thing you know, we get like nothing. We got like you know cast considerations
0: or something. <laughs> well, like sadly, sadly, it's like if you had, like, the Lakers could have shortchanged him, right? If they would have sent them, Taylon Horton Tucker, mm-hmm.
3: and got I back didn't. Kyle Lowry, like yeah. they
0: they could have theoretically because Taylon hasn't turned into anything since. Um, you could look back, although Lowry has like fallen off of a cliff since he left Toronto. So I, I guess that would have been the rare lose lose trade. But but yeah, I. The 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 idea of Rob Polinka and the Rambai sitting there and answering emails from Masai Ujiri, or answering a like sitting in there on a conference call with Masai Ujiri, like the amounts of time that Masai would probably spend on mute, right? Like he like he would he would mute them and just like look around the room, like these are the people that they get to run the Lakers. What? How did this happen? <laughs> well, okay. So you want to send us what for who? Sure.
3: <laughs> um, yeah. So I, 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 I have nervous. a question for you. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, you know, what unknown, um, non uh, Laker linked uh, team would you want, you know, to trade with for both Edwin and um, Anthony?
0: So I, I was talking to um, an agent earlier and uh, earlier this afternoon and, you know, he reminded me, Hey, by the way, you know, the trades that the Lakers have made historically are ones that we don't see coming. So, you know, like even Russell Westbrook, for example, we thought buddy healed was going to be a Laker and then everybody. thought, everybody was <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and then, and then, you know, lo and behold, Russell Westbrook is, is, is a Laker, but the, the Dennis Schroeder trade came out of nowhere. Um, that was not something that anybody had linked to the Lakers previously. Um, and I think also for Rob Polinka specifically, if they were to pull off this miles Turner and buddy heel trade, everybody in that organization would say like, all right, so why, why did we wait for, what was the point of that? So that's why I I think actually they aren't going to wind up trading for miles and buddy because, um, you know, above all else, Rob seems to care about self-preservation. Um, but I, I think like in terms of players out there that, um, I haven't, seen the Lakers linked to who I would kind of sort of like. And this is not an original. I had this texted to me by somebody else, but Victor Oladipo from Miami is an interesting one. We just saw him put (laughs) poor Austin Reeves and Alcatraz the last time we saw those two (laughs) teams play Um, a defensive, you know, bigger shooting guard who can get out there and get after it. Uh, I, I think he would make a lot of sense for for what the lakers need not quite the shooter that obviously buddy or boyan or even kuzar um but like just in terms of if miami season keeps going to shit and they decide they want to change something or shift up the culture if they because they're already kind of sort of interested in russ anyway that's been floated out there a few times um and that's pretty well known throughout the league that if russ gets bought out that miami would would be interested so if they if you want to like cut out the middleman and say hey you know, send us your, your scraps. Maybe it's like Duncan Robinson and Victor Oladipo for Russell Westbrook. Um, That's, that's one I haven't seen too many places. And I don't even know if it necessarily fits. I haven't even looked, but just off the top of my head, that one makes some sense.
1: Yeah, I agree with that one. Uh, I feel like the ones that I've, I like the most are the ones we've heard about, obviously with the Pacers, even uh, the New York Knicks with, with Reddish. I, I, I still like the idea of that. Um, obviously, that wouldn't be with with Russ involved. It'd be like yeah. smaller contracts and things of that nature. Um, I, I like some of the Orlando wings. I think they have some interesting pieces there. Um, so those are the ones that I think. Oh, people does interest me. I've always wanted him, you know, to to come to the Lakers. Uh, the, the couple of times he kind of had a a puncher's chance of joining, but uh, yeah, I think I think that would be a good one as well. Unless you just go really bananas, you just like you know like let's get Clay or something like that. But obviously, I that's, that's no way that's happening.
0: <laughs> yeah, I. I the other day, uh, this morning actually, I was thinking to myself like, could the Lakers get uh, Porzingis and Kuz if they just throw all of their stuff at Washington? So like, that's that's. that's mean, mean, yeah, yeah. it would have but, to
3: involve Russ and you know probably Beverly and a few yeah. other players. Yeah, yeah, it would
0: it would be everything that the Lakers have. The Lakers would yeah. be sending everything that they have mm-hmm. that that isn't um, you know nailed down. And, yeah, and see what and comes back. I think. Delon
3: Wright would have to go as well because they're uh, what the wizards are hard cap.
0: so yeah, I like Wright. Uh, yeah. I'd be I'd be fine with I'd be <laughs> I wouldn't sit here and say, like, No, not Delon right. Wright. I've liked Wright for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Alexa, uh, Alexis, uh, thank you very much for hopping on. Um, Nikita, I'm going to give you one more shot here to, to see if your audio is working, and if not, the game has started. By the way, if you guys are listening to this and you've enjoyed this, I'm going to be doing a pressure cooker for the last five minutes of this game as it is on uh, TNT. So uh, Nikita, is your, is your stuff working? Ah, Nikita, yeah. man, that's too bad. Um, all right. So that is going to do it then here uh, for this episode of the Lakers lounge. Uh, thank you very much, Edwin for hopping on. Thank you everybody for Absolutely. your questions, comments, and, and uh, John Sotella or Sotelo, Uh, For your orca fact, I appreciate that. Um, uh, Orcas are, in fact, big, so it is a fact about orcas. Um, Like I said, if you enjoyed this, we do this every single Thursday. Um, This one's kind of awkward timing because we were right up against the game starting. Um, And then if you enjoyed more of this or if you want more of this, like I said, pressure cooker later tonight. If you don't want that, um, Raj is going to be on spaces after the game. Edwin, are you on the uh, recap tonight?
1: Yeah, I'm on every single recap. So, yeah, yeah, I'll be I'll be recapping
0: tonight's game. Hopefully, it's a, a Lakers win, so. All right. So, Edwin's on your recap if you want to read that at com. So, until then, and until I talk uh, talk to you guys all next. I'm Anthony Irwin. That was Edwin Garcia, and this was the Lakers Lounge.